0: Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy.
1: And I'm Sydney McElroy.
0: It's the holiday season. The holiday season. Hickory dude, and Hickory dog. Don't forget to help your smock. Yeah, become around the chimney now. Holiday season. That was that was beautiful. Thank you, that Sid. Was I was lovely. hoping you would hop in and interrupt me there, but you just oh, no. left me enough rope to hang myself yeah, with. Yeah,
1: no. Uh-uh. If you want to jump in with it like that, I'm going to let you keep going. It's the
0: holiday season. Yeah. It's exciting.
1: I, I'm excited. A cup full of cheer. Yeah, or something. 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 I mean, does cheer have? Is it? Is it alcoholic?
0: Yeah, cheers alcoholic. I don't think there's any question about that. Milk of human kindness is, is absolutely alcoholic.
1: So cheer is okay. Then I am all for a cup Wassling, of Wasseling, I think
0: wassel is alcoholic. I think it's all pretty much alcoholic.
1: That that is not what our episode's about today. But yes, I agree about that about okay. the holidays.
0: Uh, I'm getting close to being done on my shopping um I just good got a few more you low stray items to get yep. well us i mean we, we we tend to give gifts as a pair these days
1: that's true that's true but you're still ahead of me because i still have to get gifts for you so oh
0: cool okay
1: well so. no, I mean, get- i'm going yeah, we're to getting there
0: you know we're just 10 days out we want to
1: well i mean what do you get for the guy who has everything
0: uh you've already given me the greatest gift and your love and our daughter Aww. oh
1: that's sweet. But yeah,
0: I'm good. I'm, I'm. I feel confident about my gifts this year. I feel good. So you're
1: feeling really good about them. I feel really good. Yeah, I think they're like the best R- gifts ever. The best gifts ever. Well, you would be wrong. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure. Nope, nope. They are not the best gifts that anybody's giving this holiday season. Okay. I'm going to v- give. I'm because I'm going to give that award out to one of our listeners okay. who wrote us an email. His name is Adam. And Adam, what's
0: this Adam guy got that I don't got?
1: Well, it, it's more what he doesn't got soon. Soon, it's one less kidney because oh. he's giving a kidney to a family member.
0: Okay, that's pretty good. Okay, Adam, you got me beat on that yeah, front.
1: I think organ donation—that's probably the best. The I'm best on to these bad boys. Give somebody.
0: I need both these these bad boys. Keep me running at optimal performance
1: for all those horses. necks you keep drinking down this yeah, holiday season. I need doubles. I need two. That's of them. a that's a beverage. For those of you who don't know.
0: It's a classic. It's great. Brandy. Justin doesn't,
1: doesn't eat horses. Doesn't
0: <laughs> brandy, brandy, bitters, and ginger ale. It's delicious. Oh, so crisp.
1: Anyway, um, uh,
0: wow, that's amazing. Uh Giving a kidney to somebody.
1: Yes, absolutely. And he was interested in the history of organ transplant. And I thought, you know, if... If he's giving the gift of one of his own organs, the least I could do is give him the gift of a podcast about organ transplantation. I think
0: that that's more than fair. I think we may even be getting the better end of that deal.
1: Definitely we are. I don't think that this is equal to that. But anyway, thank you, Adam. Thank you for the topic. And thank you for donating a kidney because that's awesome.
0: Uh, So, Sydney, how did we start switching organs around?
1: Well, this is, as you may imagine, a fairly newer concept.
0: Is it a newer concept, or is it a newer thing that we actually did without people
1: dying? Okay, so it's a newer thing that we can do successfully. Right. Okay. There was a. It seems like it's pretty early
0: on, so we'd be like, you know what? I see well, his the part, the, those all those weird bags that he has in his body. <laughs> I know I need X amount of bags in my body to to push the liquids around and the humors and what have you, maybe I could put one of his bags into my body.
1: Well, yes. I mean, that is true. But in order to do that, you would have to know which of those bags was dysfunctional. So to know somebody needs a kidney, you have to know they're in kidney failure.
0: Oh, okay. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: You know, but you are right in the sense that the concept that if, if one of the, the squishy structures in your body seem to be going afoul, that you could replace it with somebody else's, is not new. The ancient Greeks were said to have attempted organ transplantation, but a lot of this is probably just myth. Mm-hmm. I don't think that anyone actually did this, just simply because the surgical techniques wouldn't even been in place. So even if you could understand, like, mm, this person needs a kidney, you only need one kidney, because that was the other step, right? Like, if you're going to take an organ from somebody, you'd have to understand they didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, Or I guess you could take it from a dead person. They I weren't guess. doing That's that true. yet. yeah. And then you'd have to know how to put it in there and make it work. And, and they not were at get least get them
0: infected in the process.
1: Exactly, and there was no anesthesia. So we've talked about this before. There weren't a ton of surgeries before we could knock people out during surgeries. Yeah. Uh, there was a story of an ancient Chinese physician, uh, Pian Chiao, mm-hmm. who exchanged uh, hearts between two men. One man, and this is how he's described has a strong spirit, but a weak will. And the other man has a strong will, but a weak spirit. And so he exchanged their hearts in order to achieve balance.
0: Oh, but, uh, well, okay. So that leaves us with one really fierce, sweet dude, and one dude who's just sort of like, I miss my (laughs) strong will. How does he know where will is anyway?
1: Well, that's a good question. Which one was he trying to switch? The
0: spirit or the will? I almost that's almost enough for me to to file this one under unsubstantiated.
1: (laughs) I think I think this myth is busted in the reading of it. There,
0: there might have been a strong-willed man and a weak-willed man, but at the end, we can all agree that there were just two dead guys
1: (laughs) with no heart, with no
0: hearts, and a gaping hole, and a guy who realized he was in over his head and should probably pack his bags and get out of town ASAP.
1: I'm hoping was arrested.
0: Like, and yeah, maybe.
1: Now, I am not, I'm not a fan of telling, you know, like like throwing shade on other doctors, but this may be a malpractice case. This would be a case where I'd have to say, look, yeah. look, I agree. Listen,
0: I, pr- I applaud your, your enthusiasm and your zeal, but, uh, but I think you made a misstep somewhere.
1: Along I'm going to say that didn't happen. Uh, just like there's a the story of two saints, Damien and Cosmas, who were credited with replacing um, Justinian the deacon, his leg. His leg became gangrenous, and so they, there was a an Ethiopian man who had died, and so they took his healthy leg and attached it to Justinian. But then, when you go into like the story, like the saints had been dead for a long time, so then there's a theory that they were from beyond the grave coaching somebody else. Okay, to do it. so
0: we're, we're starting to get some some supernatural elements in there. It
1: gets a little a little okay. sketchy. So okay. I am gonna say it didn't it didn't happen.
0: I'm gonna put put that one under busted.
1: I think the first actual occurrence of some sort of transplant was probably a skin graft. And I think that counts. That makes sense.
0: Sure. Yeah. Skin's the biggest organ, right?
1: There you go. So so we're going to talk about skin graft first. And this probably for the first time happened in India in the second century BC by Sushustra, mm-hmm. who was an Indian physician. And uh, it was a an allograft. Do you know what that means? Uh, nose? Nose? No, you're, you're see you're reading ahead and trying to sound smart and you got it wrong. Dang it,
0: you're right. I you're right. No, I don't know.
1: It was from the donor's own body. Okay, which is probably why it worked.
0: And what body part was it from?
1: They he actually what he did is he took skin from the forehead and stretched it down over the nose. See, I knew it, it was,
0: was nose related. I had a yeah. sense that it was related to the nose. Somehow. It was uh uh-huh.
1: somehow somehow magically. I thought. I mean, it's good that you can read still. Yeah, I haven't
0: lost that essential skill.
1: Uh, it was for a nose reconstruction. Uh, the I believe the patient had lost their nose. Uh, I think it was a punishment at the time. You could get your nose cut off. or And then there were. it happened in battle. I don't remember which one. It was a traumatic nose removal.
0: <laughs> as opposed to sort of a cash nose removal?
1: <laughs> well, as opposed NBD, to... NBD, man. I
0: didn't smell that much stuff anyway. Okay, Never liked a- it.
1: We're going to talk a lot about syphilis destroying noses so now you're gonna feel silly
0: uh, i doubtful but go on
1: it was some sort of traumatic nasal amputation mm-hmm. and so he reconstructed it by stretching the skin down from the forehead but leaving it still attached there so you would still have blood supply
0: perfect okay gotcha um,
1: he also performed skin grafts by removing a strip of skin from your butt and putting it on your face <sighs> nice <laughs> you were a butt head butt face
0: butt face
1: <laughs> I'm pretty
0: impressed that we understood blood supply
1: though. That's pretty good. It's interesting because that's one of the the keys to, you know, organ transplantation in general, but definitely skin grafting, which wouldn't necessarily be easy to figure out if you didn't know that stuff yet. Right. But it seems to have been figured out pretty quickly. That and the the way to do the surgery were not the big barriers. So there are three things to consider, right? Right. We need to get the organ from somebody for the tissue. Uh, so either, you know, like a skin graft, it could be from the person. But if it's a kidney, obviously, it's got to be from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to get it into the host correctly. So you've got things like blood supply that you're considering and how to hook it up, so to speak.
0: Get it all plugged like in. Like a new VCR. Get the HDMI cord, just the right place.
1: Exactly. And there's the... D- d- now, when you plug things into TVs... Yes. <laughs> do you still use, like, the red and the yellow and the white cords?
0: It's called RCA. There aren't a lot of... Um uh uh not a lot of devices use that still um
1: because the last time i think i hooked something up it was with something i can
0: never remember if that's component or composite i think that's composite and then the the red blue green white red that's is
1: and yellow there's a yellow one too right
0: well no not if you're doing red green and blue because that's that's for hd but most people just uh, my, my, HDMI is what you see usually now.
1: So basically, organs come with HDMI cords, and basically, you gotta make sure you get them in the right colored, little yeah. holes. I'll get in the body. no, remember,
0: just there's no colors with the HDMI cord, just oh. the the one black cord. I don't think bodies can use HDMI even. We're,
1: we're not equipped for that.
0: No, we're not good for that. We're we're two last gen. That'll
1: be next gen. We're still cathode ray tube <laughs> bodies. <laughs> So you got to get it in there correctly. Obviously, we don't know how. And then the final thing, which took us the longest to figure out, was you got to prevent rejection. So if you're taking an <sighs> organ from one person, if you figure that another, out. Please
0: tell middle school me because I, I I did not do well with
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your Debbie Downer moment. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, we had the skills to do the surgery pretty early, um, and and the the attempts to reconstruct blood supply, as you noted. We figured that out pretty quickly. That's good. But that's like, that's plumbing, right? I mean, that's like,
0: they're Mm -hmm. small, small pipes, but still the the idea, the idea is there.
1: And there were enough people, even though we talked about this in the, in the episode about uh, cadavers and Mm -hmm. the resurrectionists and all that, Mm -hmm. that it, even though there were large swaths of history where it wasn't okay to dissect people, everybody totally was. All the time. They were, they were dissecting people. So they were figuring this stuff out. Uh, and And, as far as the supply of organs, well, we didn't know that it was a problem to take them from dead bodies at the time. So, as we have talked about before, we have a long history of taking things from dead people. So finding a donor wasn't really the problem. Yeah uh, the big problem was that we just didn't understand rejection, and so this is why, even though way, way back we understood this concept, it isn't until the 1900s that we really succeed in doing it. Hmm. So the first transplant that was successful is in 1905 in, the, in what is now the Czech Republic. And it was a cornea transplant.
0: Wow. That seems super delicate. Of all the things you would... I mean, suppose like the heart. That seems pretty easy to, to figure out. But I guess a heart it's maybe harder because it dies quicker or something. Like maybe a, well, a liver or a kidney. Those just seem like bags.
1: Well, you've also got to consider the the patient. Um, somebody, you know, in in order to do a transplant, you know, you you put some, you take something out, you put something in. Right. When you're putting in a, a cornea, you're not your patient's not in jeopardy the whole time. Okay. If so you're yeah, trying to yeah. reconstruct a heart valve and you do it wrong or you take too long,
0: if you're still trying to figure this out. You know, like you might as well try something that's not going to kill you. Right. If it goes sideways. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: I mean, that's pretty dicey because, I mean, in order to, you know, at the time, for all they knew, to put in a new liver, you have to take the old liver out, and so then you're kind of on the clock.
0: You do have to take the old liver out, right? You can't just leave <laughs> leave it in there and well, work around it. Well,
1: it, it's interesting, uh, just to skips ahead a little bit, but when you're doing a kidney transplant, you actually don't have to take the the bad kidney out. What do you do with it? You, the new kidney goes in a different place it goes in a different location how, in the how, pelvis how could that be it just it, it works better that Are way you the way that I it hooks up to the blood supply in my
0: body where a kidney there would is fit? a
1: place where a kidney would fit and we figured out that because I mean, it's it's unnecessary at that point to take the bad kidney. it's not going to do anything it's just there i, don't I mean no, i'm not going to say there aren't situations where it is you're supposed to remove a kidney if certain diseases, blah blah blah. But for the most part, if you just your renal failure, you need a new kidney, you can just kind of pop it in.
0: That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. It is I'd, wild. is. T- I'd insist that they take it. I don't. It's hard enough to lose weight. <laughs> like I don't need. I don't need an extra <laughs> kidney in there.
1: We've we've had this debate before, actually. Uh, as a medical team, when surgeons were planning on removing organs, and we've asked, "Why are you removing it?" and they've said, "Because it doesn't work," and it's like, "Well, you don't have to remove it."
0: Oh, I'm. It's a very fully, surgical
1: solution. I, you can tell that I'm I'm in the medical end and not the surgical end of the spectrum because I.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Surgical thought. Go ahead with what you're saying. I just don't want the kidney in there. Get that bad get that bad kid out.
1: So anyway, the corneal transplant. There had been the I guess the first. Won't like, it rot? Wouldn't it, like, rot in there? The kidney? No.
0: Why would it rot? Because don't you have to disconnect it? Why <laughs> do <laughs> you have to disconnect? No. It, yeah, it just un- doesn't work. Don't you have to unplug it? No. Where are you hooking the new it's, kidney up
1: it's to? It's safe, and it's just a different place in the vascular. I think you're
0: trolling me. I think no. this is a, a con. Look
1: up pictures of kidney transplants. Your I city. know I'm good.
0: If you it's it. the holidays. I'm all right. <laughs>
1: Anyway, there had been a corneal transplant 68 years before this one, but it was in a gazelle. So I guess we don't count it. Nah, those
0: are barely people.
1: I don't know. But that gazelle could see so well.
0: Did we transplant that from a human? No. Okay. It
1: was from a gazelle. Okay. As far as I know, there was no human involved. It was probably gazelle
0: to gazelle. It was just
1: practicing. Right. Poor gazelles. Well, how do you choose a gazelle?
0: you find the one that seems to be tripping a lot and like he needs a new cornea. No, I
1: mean, like, of all animals. Like, don't um, you, the, aren't they fast? Don't you have to catch them?
0: They have they're fast, but that makes sight pro- visual problems very easy to spot. You see the one who's, like, oh. kind of taking his time. Well, that rock feels loose.
1: <laughs> You're the one who keeps taking off running and smashing into trees.
0: Right, that guy needs a new cornea.
1: Um, the first... So so I guess that would be considered like a tissue transplant. The first kind of organ transplant, so to speak, was, was part of a thyroid. Again, it wasn't a whole thyroid, but part of it was transplanted in 1883. And this was because the Swiss physician who uh, discovered a lot about thyroid disease, who understood, I think he won a Nobel prize, Coker, I believe, who won a Nobel prize for thyroid disease issues, uh, understood that a goiter was bad so you know goiter is like when your thyroid gland gets all big right there mm-hmm. in the front of your throat right you know what i'm talking about adam's
0: apple right so the adam's apple
1: no but same no area, it's a right? thyroid okay yeah but same area yes okay same area. Good. fine no you're fine um so he removed thyroids that had goiters. So he would remove the whole f- gland. Okay. But once your gland, the whole thyroid gland is gone, you get hypothyroidism because you don't make thyroid hormone anymore. So you need that. And so, yeah, exactly. And he would recognize that every time he did this, these people would develop this syndrome that we now know as hypothyroidism. So he would put some thyroid tissue back in people and it would fix it. From where? You know, I don't know. I don't know where he got it. I just I- read that he put it back in. I don't know if he would like... Like once, he, like, once he figured it out, he could take the thyroid out and then remove just a little bit of the tissue and then put it back in. You know what I mean?
0: Okay. Is that a transplant, though, really? If it's from the same person? Yeah. So, wait. We that's, talked
1: about skin grafting from so, the same person. So,
0: wait. That's the first organ transplant. So to speak. And that's 1883. Yes. So, how was the first human transplant in 1905?
1: Well, I think it was because it wasn't the whole organ.
0: Okay, well, that makes sense. Fair enough. All right, yeah. gotcha.
1: If you look at a timeline, most people cite 1905 as the big breakthrough. Gotcha. It wasn't a whole thing. It was just a little bit of the thyroid tissue. And then from here on, we have in the early 1900s, everybody's crazy for transplantation. A lot of the stuff they're doing is really practice. They understand the concept, but they don't know how to do it. So a lot of the transplants that were going on early on were, were like dog transplants. you know, Dog to dog. Dog to dog. Not dog to human. That was attempted. Oh, man. Uh, once, once, I mean, a lot of it, you know, people thought it was just, well, once we figure out how to do the surgery, there was no idea. You know, we didn't understand, like, blood types yet. So we certainly didn't understand tissue matches. Mm-hmm. So it was, we figure out how to put a kidney in somebody, how to put a, an ovary, a pancreas, whatever, in somebody. Uh, once we know how to do the surgery, what else is there to figure out? You right. just do it. and Do it as fast as you can so they don't bleed to death. Yeah. Um. And they tried it with, with kidneys, with adrenal glands, with ovaries, with testicles, with pan- pancreases, pancreas, pancreas. Um, they started doing transplantation of blood vessels, which improved their understanding of how to, you know, fix blood supply to the organs. Um, they uh, they tried at one point to put rabbit kidneys into a patient
0: no dice no I'm that i mean work they, it so worked as available. in like
1: they put them in there and they hooked them up but they're in there for sure but they, but then they rejected them um
0: and i'm assuming that happened by the patient saying uh no thank you these really aren't working out for me i i'd prefer you take them out now
1: i mean that would be better if that was how is, it that, kind, is that how rejection works? well since it's christmas we'll say that's the kind of rejection nice and then he went on his merry way without his rabbit kidneys perfect um, but they really weren't having much success. Uh, so the the one area that was expanding was skin transplantation, and mainly because they were taking skin graft off of a person and putting back on to the same person somewhere else. So you're yeah. kind of foregoing the problem of rejection. Um, and this is when I mentioned that syphilis would play a big role. Why is that? Because syphilis... In stage syphilis can destroy the nose, the nasal mm. tissue, and so you would get these really deformed, and it, and it was a mark that you were, you know, a person who had syphilis. Like, everybody would know mm-hmm. your nose was deformed, and everybody would talk about you.
0: Get away from that
1: guy. That, that person has syphilis. That syphilis, dude. So, trying to reconstruct syphilitic noses was definitely something you'd want done. So hot right then. Right. Um, and this was actually, we've talked about that show The Nick before. hmm one, and and you if you watch it, then you've seen this. One of the surgeries they would do is they would take a flap of skin from, like, your inner arm and cut it partially off and then attach it to your face.
0: You're kidding And
1: me. then you would have to walk around with your arm kind oh, of, like, draped that's... over your head and the skin attached from Oof. your arm to your nose. Oh, that's brutal. While it grew, because so, they understood blood supply, right? So they knew that just taking a big hunk of skin off of the arm and slapping it on the face wouldn't work so they waited until the graft like took to the skin to the of the face and this would take weeks months that you'd walk around with your arm your like, nose erect. has
0: to be jacked yeah oh god that hurts Can me just you imagine about oh that's so grody and
1: it's from your inner arm so grody oh.
0: you look like a you look like a deodorant commercial 24 hours a day <laughs> brutal
1: um they also, I thought this was interesting. They they were experimenting with different kinds of skin grafts, and one was known as a split graft, and it was purely because the tools they used they derived from the ones they used for splitting leather in a harness shop. Wow, sounded a little intense.
0: Yeah, a little brutal. I mean,
1: like, hey, you know what this would be great for? Cool, cool. Buffalo Bill. That's yeah, awesome. That's nice. I'll put some
0: lotion on my skin. <laughs> uh, so what 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 came next, Sydney?
1: Well, I'm going to tell you that real quick, Justin, but before we hit there, let's let's head down to the billing department real quick. Let's go.
0: We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl Is is, is part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy, stuff. listen to this, where are you going to get this truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously, from, from, from a, a box pre-prepared, all I got are two minutes. i mean eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're going to talk on pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat, there's no prepping, cooking or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the, the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to Factormeals.com Sawbones50 and use code Sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code Sawbones50 at Factormeals.com Sawbones50 to get 50% off. All right, Sid. So how did we overcome the next hurdle in this? Because obviously we still had miles to go on, uh, on transplants.
1: Exactly. So over the next, and, and like I said, a lot of this was done from, you know, I said the first transplant was 1905. And when we get to some really successful stuff, it's in the 1950s. So, so
0: relatively recently that we've sort of pieced all this together.
1: Exactly, and that's as we began to understand rejection was a big thing. The idea that there was something inherent to our body that that recognized foreign tissue and would attack it, unless sometimes it matched, and we still, you know, we were trying to piece together why did it match sometimes and why didn't it. Um, the other things that that also played a role were the development of kidney dialysis for one because i mean part of this is if somebody's organ is failing you have to keep them alive long enough to get the transplant to them and right. so before we developed things like kidney dialysis or later like the heart lung machine how were we able to keep people alive without these organs yeah or keep or preserve the organ until we could yeah, that makes get it sense. in the person and transportation played a role here too
0: couldn't get the organ to the person fast enough
1: before the organ died so to speak right so, anyway, in 1954, the first successful kidney transplant was performed. And, su- and successful, I mean that both people lived afterwards. How
0: do we pull it off?
1: They were twins, identical twins. Oh, and to this day,
0: the only people that can uh, get organ transplants are twins. That, and that's going to do it for us.
1: Nope. Wait, nope. you uh-uh, on this episode uh, of no, Sawbones. No, Congratulations, not, twins. Nope, that's not true.
0: Great news for twins nope. on the new episode of Sawbones. That is not true. Tumblr it.
1: I mean, certainly that makes it easier, but no, um, we <laughs> we figured out from the fact that that was successful that immunosuppression is necessary uh, in order to transplant organs that aren't in identical twins. So basically, we got to we got to stop your immune system from attacking the foreign organ. Uh, initially, we did this with like radiation, which is pretty bad. Yeah, not know. great fry their immune system in order to not attack the organ, which was good that they didn't attack the organ, but bad with all the side effects of radiation. Um, eventually, we understood that uh, matching, you could find people who had the same sort of markers and tissue markers and things, and that we could match organ to organ to reduce the uh, rejection. And then we could also use steroids which were a big breakthrough to reduce the immune response to the organ. Do you know? How- and then as the years go on, there were more complicated immunosuppressants. Do you know how matching works?
0: Do you know, I mean, do you per- personally, I know that's not really your field, but.
1: Well, I mean, a lot of it is just taking like your b- blood cells and like running them through, looking for different markers do on their surfaces. Match? Yeah. Just match? And just, mm. you know, coming up with like a profile of, of, I don't know, different like proteins on the surface of your cells. That makes sense. That's basically all it is. But I don't know. I mean, it's different organ to organ and depending on, you know what you're transplanting and that kind of sure. thing. It's, it's the same idea as blood matching only much more, many more factors you have to control for. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, after we figured out that part of it, it was followed by a pancreatic transplant, liver transplant, uh, heart transplant. This is on the sixties. We figured all this out. Nice. And by the eighties we transplanted lungs.
0: That's amazing. That happened in my lifetime. That's wild.
1: It is. It is wild because, um, you know, this was this was a huge life saving breakthrough, and the fact that we ever figured out that the, the fact that we ever figured out rejection is still kind of amazing to me. Yeah. Um, Thanks, twins. Now this led to a lot of ethical issues. Uh, so you can take an organ like a paired organ like a kidney from a living willing donor, but when can you from the deceased? We began to understand that you couldn't take kidneys out of somebody who'd been dead for you know three weeks, right, and transplant them. So, when is somebody, when is it okay to take it from somebody?
0: Which is more a practical question than an ethical one, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, it's also brought in the whole idea of like brain death. Yeah. And that kind of thing, uh, which complicated things. And then also the buying and selling of organs became an issue at this point. So, I think we've all heard the like horror stories of people waking up in bathtubs filled with ice and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that began to enter into the, the question. And, and as a result, in some countries, they've actually legalized the cell of organs.
0: That's a cool way to inject your economy with some some vim and vigor, I guess.
1: It's really there. Are, I, I read that there are some small communities where half of the population only has one kidney because they've already sold their other one.
0: In the land of people with one kidney, the man with two kidneys is king.
1: <laughs> and you you only get, I think this is kind of cheap, you only get like between $900 and $1,200 US for selling to a kidney.
0: That, that miserable, uh, uh, terrible, horrifying sad statistic kind of has me wondering if I should just buy one to have it.
1: Just to invest in kidneys. Just
0: in case.
1: I'm gonna say no. Okay, fair enough. Well, where would we keep it? No, We've we got, have no room. We have no room. Our house is overflowing. Vipers <laughs> um, everywhere. There's also a sad history of prisoners who were encouraged to donate organs in exchange for decreased sentencing, which of course is illegal. You can't do that. Prisoners are not allowed to agree to that. Actually, mm-hmm. we consider them. They're you know they'd be easily coerced, so they can't agree to a transplant. P- plus, their
0: organs is evil. <laughs> they got evil inside them. They're cursed. It's a cursed liver you got. You got it from man on death row. It's cursed. You don't want that bad liver. It's
1: cursed. It's like that. Um. No, that's not that. Never mind.
0: <laughs> Another great oh. anecdote from Sawbones. Those hosts are always pulling out the best pop <laughs> culture references.
1: Sorry, I had a reference like was Like that wrong. hit
0: movie. No, never mind. I was wrong.
1: <laughs> the- but the first—you are right—in that the first testicle transplant was. Oh, thank
0: God you can transplant testicles! I've been wondering this whole time, and finally, I have my answer.
1: It was from a convicted murderer.
0: <laughs> Evil ball.
1: And his his sentence. Evil ball. <laughs> His, uh, and they actually had a kid, which is interesting, because it was like, I read the headline, it was like, first child born of transplanted testicle from convicted murderer. That's
0: the plot of the first child's play movie. Go watch <laughs> it again, it's probably been a while.
1: Um, his sentence was decreased, but it wasn't because of the transplant, it was already going to be, but they kind of insinuated to him, they lied to him and told him that it was related to get him to donate.
0: That's an awkward so conversation was, afterwards, How uh, going through those files.
1: Some people got in trouble. And let me just say on a side note, because we kind of brushed over this, but as far as the selling of organs, so in the US we consider that, well, one illegal and two unethical. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who write papers in support saying that because it it would take such a small percentage of the population to sell their kidneys to eliminate the transplant waiting list. Mm. And so then there's this argument, is it wrong?
0: That's that's a tough one. I think I leave that to smarter people than myself. I I don't know.
1: It's 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 a very dicey question. Yeah. It's yeah. You've got needy people on both sides of this. Yeah. So anyway, as we go into the 2000s, we are doing all kinds of transplants—arms, um, legs, faces. I think everybody remembers that the first face transplant was a big deal in the news. Uh, there was a penis transplant done um, in 1998. The first hands transplant was done. And it actually, in 2001, they had it removed. Why? Psychological rejection. It was evil. Well, cursed, the, cursed hand. The I knew the it. Guy felt detached and removed from it and like it wasn't part of him and he couldn't handle it and he wanted it off.
0: That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: It gets weirder. 2006, the first penis transplant was done. Two weeks later, had it removed due to his wife's psychological rejection of the organ.
0: Where did they get it?
1: What do you... Where do I do mean, they somebody get it? who was... Somebody who was, was dead, you know. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know and this like not, lady that well. What, what do you think? Like, somebody was alive and I, they were like, well, I don't need this anymore. I just
0: need to confirm before, like... I just don't know why we're casting dispersions on this woman for not wanting to have... Relations with uh, Tim Burton's The Corpse Penis.
1: (laughs) Well, I understand. And I can see where that that would happen. I'm just saying that that's love.
0: Okay.
1: Can you imagine? Smurl. Honey, I need you to. I know that you had a... Because he did. He had a tragic accident. Lost part of his penis. Got more penis. Got new penis
0: additional penis
1: Got, who knows maybe extra i don't know second i don't know the, chance, l- i don't know the comparative second chance penis second chance penis and then she said listen if you really love me you'll go back to being the man with no penis
0: uh, and he did it that poor guy
1: I, how much do you
0: think he was enjoying being able to pee without it looking like an exploding water balloon Probably a lot, right?
1: Oh,
0: that poor is, fella. It is
1: sad, I know. It's sad. It's sad all around, but he, he decided he opted out of the penis.
0: I'll take his own. There's got to be a few people who are like, I would have taken his penis. <laughs> I could use one.
1: <laughs> maybe more? Maybe a little extra?
0: Maybe, as long as you got it.
1: It's actually really complicated to do that, too. I'm Can sure imagine. that, you There's know, there was, like, a surgeon who was like, that took me hours. I stared at this <laughs> man's penis for the better part of a day. Um, I thought this was a really cool and uh, made me feel good about humanity fact. In 2011, are you familiar with the concept of, like, an organ transplant chain, what that means?
0: Mm, not really.
1: So a lot of the time, you may have somebody in your family who needs... A kidney, but no, none of the family members are matches or tissue matches. So you have willing donors, but they don't match the person who needs the kidney. So they start looking around for other people who may be a match for you, who maybe do need your kidney. And maybe they have a family member. Who would be a match for your loved one?
0: Oh, kind of wheeling and dealing.
1: Yeah, and so they set up these transplant chains by finding like people and family members and connecting everybody. And in 2011, the longest organ transplant chain was completed. It involved 60 people. Wow. Thirty kidneys were transplanted. It actually stretched into 2012, into 2011, into 2012. Seventeen hospitals, eleven states. Thirty people got. I know. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Yeah.
0: Uh, folks, thank you so much for listening to our program, Sawbones. We hope you've had some fun listening to it, because I know we've had a lot of fun.
1: And thank you again, Adam, for your great topic and for doing something so selfless. Yeah. And yeah. we'll be thinking about you. Good luck. I hope everything goes well for you and your loved one.
0: Uh, thanks to people tweeting about the show, like Amanda, Gay Bullard, Shea, uh Haley Chrisman, Corey Dutson, Mina. Uh, ticker, professional nerd, Jess Hill, Katie Winchester, Dana Leonard, Joey Rotolo, uh, Jingle Benson, Ladormus, so many others. Uh, you're really the best. We're at Sawbones on Twitter, so it's not hard to to remember. Uh, you just you know find us there and follow us and share and stuff. It's the best. Uh, thanks to the taxpayers for letting us use their song "Medicines." To uh, open and close our show Thanks to Cypher sponsoring our program
1: If you guys have uh, topic suggestions Please email us
0: We are doing a live show On this Sunday uh, At 7 o'clock the doors open at 7 start today? Right here in Huntington West Virginia In our hometown There's still tickets available So if you want to go to bit.ly Forward slash Candlelights live We're opening for my brother My brother and me which I'm also a part of, but we're going to do that show. Uh, It's going to be fun. Sid, do you want to say what the topic is, Case? Or do you want to keep it a a super secret surprise? I want to keep it a super secret surprise. All right, well, you'll have to find that out. If you want to come out, again, uh, that show is Huntington City Hall. and go to bit.ly forward slash Candle Nights Live. I want to say thanks to the Maximum Fun Network for having us as a part of their uh, uh, their, their vast family of programming. Uh, want to recommend Bullseye uh, this week, it's a pop culture discussion show. Um, they had an amazing show with Chris Rock and uh, 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 John Cleese on a single episode, so that was really great and well worth a listen. Uh, you can find that at MaximumFun.org. Uh, folks, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for uh, uh, listening. Uh, uh, until next Tuesday, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head.
1: All right! Yeah. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.